Hey, Michelle, this is Josh sitting across the table from you with our uh, recorder here, Bobby Dart. We're so grateful <laughs> for all the work that he does. And we're just sitting here. We're making a bonus episode of our podcast just to check in, talk about what's going on and what we're looking forward to in August. And uh, so I'll begin with asking you how you're doing. I am doing pretty well. I've just come through a really busy time, as you know, where I've... Uh, let my schedule get a little bit out of control. I'm sure I'm the only person on the planet that ever has done that. But I, I, I violated my own boundaries and didn't pay enough attention. So I've been teaching too much, and I feel like it's not allowing me to get things done. That whole big rocks conversation that Stephen Covey has kind of my big rocks are a little bit rocky. So I tonight is as we're recording this is my final mile high class for a while, which I've loved teaching the classes. It's just that it's taken more time and energy than I'm used to. So I am, uh, I'm ready for a little break. It'd be mm-hmm. great with boundaries if we get to that point where we know right when we're about to cross I them know. versus after the the fact, <laughs> looking back, saying, past me, forgot about yeah. my boundaries, but present me uh, is remembering them in this moment. I relate to that, that and then too. You get on that pathway and you're going and it's like, I want to say, I want to put my hand up and say, stop, but I can't. I don't, mm-hmm. I've said yes to too many things. I, I, I found that I um, am dad's exhausted is the term. Dad's exhausted. <laughs> There's work exhausted. But uh, this past weekend, my uh, wife and son went to Vegas to see some family and friends. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and our three-year-old, Nancy June. I had a great help because you babysat her yes. while I was teaching my last class <laughs> for a while right. on Thursday, Thursday night. But one of the things I noticed where I'm struggling as a parent is if I think I'm going to get some time, like Nancy's going to go to sleep and I'm going to have an hour to watch Netflix or, oh, she's going to nap two hours and she only naps 15 minutes, that's where I become ogre dad, you know, yeah. and I, I get this little feeling of resentment, mm-hmm. uh, uh, irritation and anger, and I'm still trying to figure out because how do you um, express your boundaries right. to a three-year-old? But at least the positive part of that is I'm aware where mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sacrificing mine a little bit, and I think that's where my depletion is mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Dad's Austin, I love that. I think Bobby here's nodding his head to being Dad's Austin too. Yeah, and did you yeah. have a good time babysitting? I had a blast babysitting. In fact, babysitting gave me a little space. I'm really grateful to have had Nancy in our house because it gave me some space to play. I don't think I was the most energetic I've usually been with her. She actually ran around the house with my husband a lot more. But we eventually got outside and we we rode on the sidewalks and did chalk. And I do notice that about myself when I when I get that exhausted. If I just could find a break to do something fun. That's what I need. And then I'm kind of all like, okay, I'm back. But if I go, 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 and I don't get to do anything fun, I I really kind of implode. Like I was pretty tired. And then on July 3rd, we had that great picnic and I danced my butt off at our picnic. And I remember sitting back down after that and I said to my mom, actually, dancing didn't deplete me. It it rejuvenated me. So being with Nancy, for me, since she's not around my house all the time, rejuvenated me. But I do remember those mom-exhausted times with a little one, so I totally relate. Well, I love what you say, too, because I think so many of us, when we are feeling close to burnout or exhaustion, we want to turn off. We want to numb right. out. I'm going to drink a bottle of wine. I'm just going to mm-hmm. tune on that Netflix and, and and not exist. I'm just going to doom scroll on Facebook or whatever it may be. But really, if we can choose an activity that mm-hmm. increases mindfulness, even if it's physically exerting or fun or playful or a conversation with a good friend, all of a sudden we can feel... Um, 
re- replenished, you know, right. and, and, re- and renewed, even though for me sometimes, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to another human being. Right. I just want to crawl up into a ball. And not that we can't do that from time to time, but I think, gosh, pull out the journal. Right. Uh, go yeah. out dancing. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> babysit Nancy June and do whatever it may be. Turn on some music and j- dance around the house. Because that's, that's what I've been trying to ask myself since I've been noticing this since the beginning of the month, saying to myself, okay, I can feel myself up against that wall right now. And, and I know part of what we do in our world is we support so many other people. And, I, and we're not the only ones. I'm sure everyone listening to this, that moment of burnout is often because I feel like I'm doing so much for my job or for other people or for something other than just me, even though I'm in that which I'm doing. And so my question the last few weeks has been, what do I need to do right now that would nurture me? And sometimes it's just get a glass of water and take a deep breath. Sometimes it's a minute of meditation. Sometimes it's, I I rode down the road listening to heavy metal music recently, which is not my go-to genre, but I have a certain group that I really like. And by the time I was done listening to them, I was back in like centered place. What is a poison? No. Don't don't keep your listeners guessing, Michelle. (laughs) It's just that high energy stuff. It doesn't always work for me, but that day it worked for me. And so it's just really saying, what do I need right now to, to, to return me to myself? I think that's the question as a dad, as a... Metallica, Metallica. White Snake, <laughs> Iron Maiden. No, actually, mine, mine, and I don't know that they're totally considered heavy metal, but it's Evanescence. Oh, yeah. And I love Evanescence. They have that vibe. They're great. They've got a real heavy metal vibe along with orchestra, and the lead singer's got a beautiful voice, and the songs are really compelling, so... It's hardcore enough for me, Michelle. I think that's great. (laughs) So, you know, so many people, and I know it's been going on for several months, but one of the big issues in people's lives these days is the the economy. Right. Um, You know, inflation, fears of recession, always puts everybody in a bad mood. So many of us, uh, you know, still uh, buying all sorts of stuff, putting in our credit cards, Mm -hmm. you know, as a spiritual leader, both running a a church and in your own life, um, you know, do you try to not pay attention to the news and know your abundance, or do you use the discernment? and pay attention and and you know work on your budget and keep things tight uh, I think a lot of us would be interested in hearing how Michelle approaches such matters going on in the world I, I have to admit I don't pay that much attention mm-hmm. I hear it on the news I hear that prices have gone up I will have to say I don't have a gasoline run car mm-hmm. so I don't even I don't worry about the cost of gas and even when I did it just feels like okay you got to have gas and food but I feel somewhat um, privileged in answering that because I admit that my husband and I, and I have created a very abundant life. It took me a long time to do that. And there was a time when I worried about those things every day or I was concerned about them every day or I would run out of money a lot quicker than uh, I wanted to. And it really was working these principles and teaching classes and reading books and really looking at my own consciousness that helped me get over it. And I just don't, I I hear it and I have a huge compassion, especially for people who I know are struggling financially and, um, and want to find ways to help them. And for me, what I found worked was to heal my consciousness about it, such that I just don't worry about money anymore. Now, time, times where I really am still struggling, but money, I just, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think about it. 
you know, and it just happens like the other day, Ken and I were having a, uh, we were looking at our budget for some things we wanted to do. And we were having this conversation about it wasn't about inflation at all, or the economy, it was just like, well, do we want to spend the money from here or from there? We didn't really want to take it out of savings. And we, we are tithers. And so we even said, well, should we maybe not tithe this month? And so we can do that thing. And then he stood his ground and said, No, no, we, we need to keep tithing. That's what we do. And so I said, Okay, I appreciate that passion. Let's just keep going. The next day, a check came that was completely unexpected that more than covered everything we had said we wanted to do. And so we said, oh, okay, we're settled. We got the cash we need. So it, I just have more of those experiences than not these days. And I think that's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, part of what I hear about that is that, you know, it's always being aware of the environment and what might be going on fiscally, right. mm-hmm. um, but never letting that distort your own faith. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hear you use that word privilege, but you've, in this case, you've, you've earned it. You've worked yes. hard to yes. have the car that you want to drive mm-hmm. and the consciousness that you have. And I do, I often think it's my grandpa in my head. I'm still the guy, like when I sit down at a restaurant, I, the first menu item I look for is the cheapest one. You oh, know, really? Where's the chili dog? Okay. <laughs> uh, or, you know, I still have that part of me when I'm pumping gas that wants to stop at $3 because that used to just be the way, uh, you know, what do I need to get to where I need to go versus right. what's going to last me at the at the week. So that part of me has never gone away mm-hmm. yet. I think there's always a choice, and I think it's good, important to be discerning and not fearful in these times, but mm-hmm. paying attention. Mm-hmm. And at the same time to say, you know, what am I choosing right now? Am I choosing what's in my best interest for me and my family and loved mm-hmm. ones by making this final de- uh, financial decision? Or am I, you know, kind of feeding into fear, which, which never helps. And as we know, you know, sometimes it's the fear that drives the stock market or drives right, exactly. the economy. And mm-hmm. so I don't think we ever want to be feeding into that Mm-mm. while at the same time, you know, obviously having the rational understanding that says, you know, I may not take that 100-mile trip this weekend exactly. if I don't need right. to because gas is so damn expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it comes back to, again, what you're saying is that people taking care of themselves but not from a, a place of fear, exactly, is the centered point of that. And I think we have to pay attention to that here in our church, because we certainly have people who participate in the life of this church who've been blessed with financial abundance and others who haven't. And we need to not be in denial about that and meet people where they are, support them, uplift them, inspire them, while at the same time not making it wrong if they're concerned or worried about money, too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's always, and it's always a good sign of the economy is you know, a church uh, income and expense <laughs> sta- uh, statement because it, it always is. does sway the donations. But mm-hmm. you know, in conscience, what it tells us is it doesn't matter what people are giving, we mm-hmm. are always paying attention to where they're giving it from. And if right. someone's giving us a dollar or they're giving $100, exactly. we you know, care about that, that, that energy mm-hmm. uh, that moves because people you know, invest in us in, in such a wonderful way. But it is always interesting to watch and to see how those things can be. Mm-hmm. be related. Mm-hmm. So we're heading into August. Yes. Uh, Mile High Church, is there anything that you're looking forward to as we kind of end the summer months and get ready for back to school and for fall? Well, I think that you and I have some great Sunday talks coming up in August, and I think we'll be preparing for our fall, for fall classes and things like that. And so I think it's going to be a 
a wonderful summer of Augustness. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah, Kids are going I mean, back to school, right? Kids are going back to school, uh-huh. and so we're we're continuing to you know look at our family activities here mm-hmm. and ways to get folks engaged. And uh, I'm doing a two part series. I forget the main title, but it's in honor of our health and well being initiative. And so one topic I've enjoyed exploring the topics. One's on um, embracing anxiety because oh, we seem good. to be in such a culture mm-hmm. of anxiety, and what does it mean to not get rid of our anxiety but use it for us? Mm-hmm. And then the other one's called struggle up. Uh, and I mm. really like this concept of seeing that struggle doesn't have to be a negative thing, but a sign for growth. And it's been interesting. I was reading some educational studies uh, between West and, and East. And in particular, it was how uh, education in Japan embraces struggle yes, uh, versus more in America where we kind of fear we don't want our kids mm-hmm, to struggle. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, not that one is right or wrong, but really embracing this idea that sometimes when we are in a struggle situation, it's not a sign to say what's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's what's the growing edge here and mm-hmm. how I can become a better person. And so as you know, you know, we should actually write sermons about becoming millionaires because right. we'll be a millionaire on Sundays. <laughs> when you pick a talk title, you get to learn those lessons. So I'm focused in in particular on anxiety and struggle mm-hmm. uh, preparing for those talks. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Barb uh, Granica, yes. I'm so grateful she's going to be doing a Sunday workshop on like the real physical health side Good. of uh, health and well-being, and so that's mm-hmm. going to be a, on a Sunday after church, so I look forward to Great. being a part of that, too. I remember one of my Sunday topics is uh, how to get it when you don't get it, that moment where you think, I just don't know why is this happening? Why can't I get it? Why can't I get beyond it? And I'm going to talk about how to get it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, any clues? Yeah. Any hints? No. You got to come to church or listen to the podcast of the service or online. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to to getting the best that I can out of it. And, and as always, it's great talking with you, Michelle. You Much too, love Josh. to everyone who's listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great August. <laughs>